Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Almost halfway through our Rock and Roll Retirement Month on the Get Ready for the Future show. This week, what can we learn from timeless rock stars? What's the secret to their longevity? And how does that apply to your retirement? Staying relevant in retirement. Next on the Get Ready for the Future show. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome in everyone to another edition of the show. My name is Scott Inman, Chad Roller, John Shrewsbury, Janet Walker around the Oval Table inside GenWealth World Headquarters in beautiful Bryant, Arkansas. Glad to have you with us as you're out. No likely probably uh, doing a little Christmas shopping on this. Uh, I was trying to count it up on the way in today about... Uh, I don't know, eight, nine, ten, maybe ten let's more go, shopping days? Yeah, let's just go let's, with a week and a half. About a week and yeah. a half. So get with it, right? Oh, I know that you guys are all, you know, just making last minute touches as I get ready to start. But, uh, anyway, that's John, another story. John you know, goes to Walmart on Christmas Eve. Yeah. You, you know the problem with how this all lays out is that there is a like Christmas is on Monday or Tuesday or something like that. Uh-huh. And so like the twenty second actually begins Christmas because People are going to be over the weekend. And so we have this elongated Christmas deal. So the pressure's really on because you got to be done before Christmas. You got to be done on the 21st. John, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I know that you go to Walmart and buy gift cards. And I it don't takes you go about to 30 Walmart minutes. and buy gift cards. <laughs> he what? goes to Target and buys them. <laughs> I have standards. Come on. Gift, gift cards are nice. I mean, there's nothing he wrong with He orders them cards. from Amazon. There yeah. we go. I do not yeah. order them from Amazon. So am I the only one who hasn't started? I haven't started. Yeah. I have not either. Okay. I'm almost done. That That's that's <laughs> probably a, a survey that has happened over the years many times, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we've been talking about rock and roll retirement all month long on the Get Ready for the Future show. And if you weren't with us last week, I, I do want to encourage you first right off the bat to go listen to the uh, podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. You can check that out and check out any past Get Ready for the Future show as well. But we, t- we talked about one-hit wonders, and I actually ran into an acquaintance after that show aired, and he was talking to me, and he said, boy, I really enjoyed that one-hit wonders show that you guys did. And, you know, it started, and you guys were playing all of those uh, one-hit wonders, and I was thinking to myself, well, this is, this is kind of hokey what what's this got to do with retirement what's this i, I don't really understand the connection there hokey. the, the line that's the word he used <laughs> you got to understand the guy right uh, no yep. he, he says that and then he said but the more the show went on and you guys were drawing the lines and connecting the dots it really was a good show and a good idea so i, I think it was a great show we had a lot of fun with it we've had a lot of fun all month long with yeah. this, the rock and roll retirement today we're going to be talking about the opposite of a one-hit wonder and that's the timeless rock stars and what do they all have in common. And we've got some names we're going to throw at you. And and quite frankly, if you haven't heard of them, I'm going to be honest, I haven't heard of them either. You, I assume you know some of these. A couple of some them. Of them. Yeah. Like, I've heard, I've heard. I'm not going to say it yet, but like the 10th one on the list, every, I mean, everybody's well, heard of that true. one. You no, know? I have heard that one. And yeah. I've heard of the first one on the list. Okay. So Irving Azoff. What, who is Irving Azoff? In the world of rock and roll. I mean, I have to admit, we have a cheat sheet. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to pronounce it. I'm going to be honest. Simon Fuller. Now, I've heard that name, but I wouldn't be able to tell you. And his, and our cheat sheet doesn't even tell you who he managed. But that I just gave it away. There you go. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Lambert, Alan Klein, Andrew Lug Oldham. Okay. I guess that's how you say that. Yep. That's how you say uh, it right now. Don Arden. Peter Grant, Brian Epstein, and this and will give it away. Colonel Tom Parker. There yes. you go. These are all the people that made rock and roll happen. These are all the people that managed these unmanageable rock stars. <laughs> Very unmanageable. Can you imagine the job of Kurt Lambert trying to manage the who? And and Roger Daltrey, you know, he's he's probably not as flamboyant as he might appear on stage, but you got Pete Townsend. And then uh, for a while there, there was Keith Moon, 
the mm-hmm. the wild and crazy drummer uh-huh. who did all kinds of stuff and ended up killing himself uh, with drugs. But these are all people that are managers. Uh, they, uh, for instance, Urza, Irving Azoff was manager of the Eagles and Van Halen. What a great job! Wow, you know, to to manage two iconic rock bands like that, incredible. But I think Scott, the 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 whole tie in here is that when you take a look at these these colorful musicians that are out there out front. Behind the scenes, there's somebody that kind of keeps things on the straight and narrow. They've got to get them from one town to the other. They've got to get them from one town to the other in one piece. Mm -hmm. They've got to get them on stage somewhat sober, you know, and Mm -hmm. and all of these things (laughs) are, are the responsibility of the manager. And the parallel in your retirement, the question in your retirement is what's the value of a good manager and who is your manager? Yeah, when you look at those bands, you mentioned a few of them, the Eagles, Van Halen, the Who, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, the Beatles, again, a second time on the list. And then we all know Colonel Tom Parker was Elvis Presley's manager. Those are people who, those are stars who had longevity in the business. Ten of the most successful uh, bands or singers in rock and roll history, and they went on for a long time. So to John's point, the opposite of one-hit wonders, this week we're talking about artists who've had longevity in their career and the people behind them helping them keep it all straight. They're the stars. You're the star of your retirement. We talk about it in terms of you're the CEO of your retirement, but our clients are financial delegators. They have those managers or coaches, whatever word you want to use, that come along beside them to keep everything straight, to keep everything on track. And that's the value. I think when we start talking about what is the value of an advisor, that's where we start. You know, I, I've had a little bit of experience in, in a prior life uh, having some uh, production of concerts and things of that nature down mm-hmm. in El Dorado and, and that's many, many years ago. But it is amazing what goes on on a road tour. And, oh, yeah. and the logistics that are necessary and and all of the, the boring things that have to go on. And then the show happens and it all starts over again because there's uh, another day and another town. And you've got to have the entire crew all functioning together for the next show to be successful. You think about the process that has to be in place for all of that. You know, even when we do workshops, there's there's a checklist, there's a process for that because you know what what if somebody forgets the extension cord? You know, and we've got to have that for for this to work in this particular location. And you think about these guys, as you said, they're going from one city to another. They've got massive amounts of equipment. And and to think about that process that they go through every time, and the artists just have to trust the process mm-hmm. and know that hey, all I got to do is show up, and there we go. Let me draw this parallel because I know that you have sat with many people who've come in, and as we start sorting through uh, their statements, you'll see that they have investments with various firms, more than one. Right. Right. So my question, if that's you listening today, is who is your advisor? How do you how do you choose which one it is if you have multiple out there? Because the reality is, when you look at these longevity, these long lasting rock stars, John is they don't have two or three guys arguing with each other. No, and and it, my observation from the little exposure that I've had to this is that the the key word is coordination. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be coordinated. It is like a a finely tuned watch. Uh, to see how these roadshows actually all come together. It's a process. And if you have advisors, if you have multiple advisors, it's very, very difficult, if not impossible, to have that kind of synchronization, that kind of coordination when it comes to your retirement. So the mindset for the day when we're talking about rock and roll retirement is hiring a good manager. Do you have one? What's the process? What do you need to be thinking about if you need one? We're going to talk about that in today's Get Ready for the Future show. We're just getting started. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. More where that came from after the break. Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. 
Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. So not this past week, but the week of trading ending December 7th, the S&P 500 falling 4.6%, leaving that index in line with the low of the autumn correction and 10% off the September high. So we're just starting off with lovely news here on the fastest four minutes in investing. But when you look at this, it hasn't stayed down for long in the last couple. You know, everybody's talking about, oh, the market's down, the market's down. It's really been a lot more roller coaster than it's been one direction. Uh, yeah, you have to say roller coaster, don't you, Scott? Yeah. Uh, I, it reminds me, this whole market volatility thing reminds me of my honeymoon. When uh, Debbie and I got married, we went to Disney World. And me not being a roller coaster guy, me not being really a merry-go-round guy, I just don't like things that go round in circles and stuff like that. Uh, she talked me into getting onto Space Mountain. In the dark. <laughs> so you're going to roller coaster, which you don't like, yep. and you're going to do it in the dark. Yes. Okay. And so we went on Space Mountain, and it was a harrowing experience to the point that the ride was over. She gets up and gets out. I'm still sitting in the cart. I'm still <laughs> sitting there trying to gather my wits about me, and they're about to send me around again. <laughs> and you I didn't gotta, get out. And I got to believe that's how a lot yeah. of people feel with this volatility. Now, our friend Burt White, the chief investment officer at LPL Financial, uh, famously one day on stage at a previous volatile uh, volatility spate that we had a few years ago, talked about forming a bottom. And he famously said that what we have going on right now is a wiggly bottom. And <laughs> I think that's exactly what we have going on right now is a wiggly bottom. But the technical term of it, Scott, is a triple bottom. A triple bottom. And it has formed. And this is really more venturing into what we call technical analysis, looking yes. at the charts. But it does uh, bring up a good point that the market may be trying to find a bottom. So what yes. does that mean? They're trying to find the place that it's not going to go any lower than because it has tapped that bottom three times now going back to October. Yeah, and when you think about the the way that markets work, they usually do uh, form a bottom and then accelerate back up in, in a lot of cases. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen this time or not. Obviously, anything can happen in markets. But I do know that there are points of resistance that markets have. And when those are actually attained or are found as far as the market is concerned, then that tends to cause markets to go, okay, from here, we can go up. And we feel like we've peeled out the excesses, we've uh, identified and actually uh, baked into the market the risks that are out there, yeah. uh, the risk like a, a trade war with China, that seems to have subsided to some degree. A risk of Fed policy mistake has eased as well. And so a lot of these risks are beginning to be, I guess, internalized by the market. And they're going, okay, it's probably not as bad as we initially thought it was going to be. So we can begin to point to the things that we've been talking about on a regular basis, and that's the fundamentals of the market. What's happening in the economy, what's happening with GDP, what's happening with the Purchasing Managers Index, what's, hap what's happening with the uh, consumer confidence and things of that nature. All of those are very positive indicators. And again, Scott, as we look at the big, broad areas of you know a potential recession, we just don't see a lot of that uh, creeping into the picture as we go through this bottoming process. So we always believe if you're going to look at some technical analysis, if you're going to look at those charts, it has to be weighed in, in comparison to the fundamental analysis. And that's what you're saying here is, yes, there have been some headwinds. We'd call those headwinds the trade policy concerns, the Fed policy concerns. But as those get more settled, the fundamental data still suggests the market has room to run. It always comes back to yeah. the basics, always comes back to the fundamentals when you talk about investing. That is the fastest four minutes in investing. Thanks for watching on social media and the Get Ready for the Future show continues on radio next. Don't touch that dial. Straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money is right around the corner. The Get Ready for the Future show returns after this. From the studios of the Gen Wealth Radio Network, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. 
back in Paradise City this morning. Welcome back to the Get Ready for the Future show. I, I saw head bobs over there, didn't you? I did. This, yes, is, I did. this is the 80s crowd over here. Well, I don't know. Are you in the 80s crowd, Chad? Well, I was born in the 80s. Yeah, so you... you I think you're, Were your parents letting you listen to Guns N' Roses when you were five? I'm going to say I listened to a few things hey, like that in my past. He went great early. He qualifies. Okay. I'm going to say that, that he is way more George Strait than Axl mm. Rose. Yeah, you are correct, <laughs> and there is nothing wrong with that, my friend. Yeah, hey, we're talking about rock and roll retirement all week, uh, all month long on the Get Ready for the Future show. This week, we've made the transition from one hit wonders, what we talked about last week, to stars that have stood the test of time. Many of them still out there touring, and they've had good managers over the years that have helped keep everything in check for them and keep them on track towards what they need to be doing. And that's kind of the tie-in for us as we talk about your retirement, your money, your finances. And it goes really, the jumping off point, I think, for us today should be the title of the book, Your Retirement Should Be More. I I think a lot of people really think about retirement in terms of a collection of investments. As we talked about in the last segment, they know where their money is, maybe. They know what it's invested in, maybe. But the plan is, I think, what really escapes them. The goals, the discussion, John, and we had a discussion this week uh, with a couple of uh, folks who were in the office with us in Little Rock about goals. And and between appointment one, when we first had that discussion, and appointment two, when they'd had time to think about it, it was really an enlightening experience for them. Many people just kind of live, I don't want to say day to day, but they live in the moment. Yeah. And they they live based on what's right in front of them. And they really never take a lot of time to, as we like to say around here, climb the tree and see the forest ahead and where you're cutting, you know, the the trees. You may be chopping wood the whole time. And if you chop wood, you don't really know which direction you're going because you're encompassed in that forest. But I think the, the value of a financial advisor is they help you climb the tree. They help you go up the ladder, so to speak, and look around and understand what's going on as far as your overall finances are concerned and give you that plan. You know, it is so common for us to to see that blank stare from both husband and wife when we talk about, when we have that conversation the first time about when would you like to retire and what are your income needs. It is a conversation that they've truly never had together. And once in a blue moon, we see a couple where they say, we've talked about this and here's what we think. Now, sometimes he has a thought and sometimes she has a thought. They're rarely ever on the same page, um, but many times neither one of them has ever thought about it. And we would like to challenge you to, in this area, to live with a level of intentionality. You know, John, you talked about living in the moment and that's why so many people have never, you know, dealt with this. They're dealing with kids or grandkids or whatever. And there's never been a time when they sat down and said, honey, let's talk about retirement Mm -hmm. together. Even if you just spend 20 minutes doing that, that's 20 minutes more than what most people have done before they walk in the building. So let's relate. Go ahead, John. No, I was just going to say preparation is the key. And when you think about that word intentionality, yeah. I think about the the absolute commitment that we make here at GenWealth to our clients. And that is you're going to get a written personalized plan on paper on purpose. Now, on paper on purpose is not just a catchphrase. Right. On paper means we're going to write it down. You're going to be able to reference it. You're going to be able to go back to it. It will become this living document that works with you throughout your retirement. And then on purpose really is that word intentionality. We are intentional in what we do in terms of planning for your retirement. So let's relate that to where we are in the market right now. Because if, as we think through the volatility that we've had in the last couple couple of months and we've had several meetings with our clients. Think about a client that does not have a plan, but that has a portfolio and what has happened to possibly that portfolio in the last few months, if it is greatly exposed to equities anyway, is likely that it's, it's had a rough go of it, right? Does that shake you emotionally when you look at that? If you don't have a plan in place to know where you're going? There's emotional reaction there. There is this overwhelming desire to do something. Mm -hmm. And as I've said on the show many times, 
One of the best things that can happen during a volatile time in the market is your portfolio just needs a good leave it alone, Chad. Mm. You just need to, to sometimes just leave it alone, especially if you have allocated money out for a long-term period of time. And equities should be a long-term investment. If you do have that long-term time horizon, one of the best things you could do is to not blink when there's volatility in play. Well, as we know, a lot of time, you know, time heals most wounds. And so, you know, giving it some time and not reacting at the wrong time uh, can can typically, you know, give you the the uh, comeback that you need to recover. People are, are very fond of doing the wrong thing at the wrong time for the wrong reason and then later regretting it. Yeah. Uh, the financial advisor's role here is is very much to be a barrier between you and regret mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people who reacted emotionally during 2008. Yeah. And when you, when they look back now, they go, well, eh, yeah, I shouldn't have done that because now look what's happened, yeah. you know, six, seven, eight, nine years later. What looked terrifying at the time was truly an opportunity for most people. Unless they were early in retirement, it really was an opportunity if they still had quite a few years to work. And now they look back and as always, hindsight is twenty twenty. But what could have happened for their retirement had they been working with a manager, if you will, a financial advisor, to coach them through that process? And you know, we've talked about that the managers in dealing with these these rock and roll stars that they have a process that they go through. They have a process to you know let the public know who their people are. They have a process to get from one concert to another. They have all of these procedures in place. We have a process at GenWealth to help you through retirement. It is the GenWealth Ready to Retire process. And all you need to do during a 2008 is trust the process. Yeah, and that's my point. You go back to that three ring binder right now and you know, okay, well, short term, we've, we've got some, we've had some volatility that has affected the portfolio, but where are we trying to go? And you can look at that on paper on purpose. And you know, there's a we've got a fidelity survey about the value of an advisor right here that says ongoing financial planning can pay off in many ways. Industry studies estimate that financial advice can add between 1.5% and 4% to account growth over extended periods of time. And that depends on the period, but John, that's not necessarily about stock picking, picking the right investments. It's about what we're talking about here, keeping the plan in place, keeping you on track and not making or not uh, allowing you to make an emotional decision at the wrong time in the market. Scott, if you think about the three uniques of our company, first of all, we're education driven. When you're educated about volatility, when you're educated about the risk in retirement, then your behavior changes. Your behavior doesn't change unless you're educated because you react based on what you know, and usually that is an emotional reaction. So we are unique in terms of our education process here in GenWealth, not just because we like education, but because it serves a purpose. It keeps you on track. And then when you think about strategy-based, strategy is the long-term outlook that you have on the on the issue at hand, most generally retirement, and how you're going to step through that given what is likely to going to be market conditions, both good and bad. And having that strategy in place and the outcome that you're looking for is incredibly important. And then team delivered means that you know, everything could be going great in your plan. And then all of a sudden something happens with your financial advisor. You know, they, they quit, they die, you know, they get fired, whatever the case may be. That doesn't mean that it has to upset your Apple card. Here at GenWealth, we act as an ensemble. We work together. And so it's just next man up as far as uh, the retirement planning is concerned at GenWealth. If something happens to me as an advisor or as a, as a human, you know, if I, if I were to, to pass away, Janet can step in, run the same play. Chad can step in, run the same play because we all sing from the same page in the hymn book. Well, and here's the, uh, I'd like to hear us sing from the hymn book. Uh, <laughs> no, well, you really wouldn't. No, <laughs> Moving right along. That's We're not much better advisors than we are singers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's a, here's another layer of that. You know, I, I tell folks all the time if, when they talk about, well, I've lost X amount of money, uh, from my account. Well, did you really lose it? Cause right now, if you're not selling shares, it's just a number on a page. That's right. But if you're going into retirement and you're a few years away from actually needing to sell those shares, 
then there's even more need to hire a manager to walk you through the process. So is it time to hire a manager? Would you like to set up an appointment with a GenWealth Financial Advisor? Learn more about the GenWealth Ready to Retire process. You can reach out by calling us or emailing us. 501-653-7355 is the number. Again, that's 501-653-7355. That'll get you in touch with an advisor near you. We have offices in West Little Rock, Hot Springs, El Dorado, Bryant, and Shreveport, Bossier City. You can also email us. Reach out at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. So as we talk about rock and roll retirement, goals a big part of that, helping you reach goals, helping you stay on track and not make emotional decisions about your investment. But I've got a question for John and Janet. You guys have been in the industry for quite a long time. Have have things revolving around retirement gotten more or less complex? Oh, there's an ever-increasing level of complexity. And really in in any topic that you pick, I just feel like life is getting more complicated, (laughs) you know. Um, But, you know, one of the things, let's let's set aside the retirement aspect of it. When we talk about life getting more complicated, Mm. that complicates your retirement. For example, these handy-dandy little phones, these smartphones that we all have in our pockets or purses all the time, how much impact does that have on your retirement? And for some people, you would be amazed at the impact because they're tracking, you know, particular investments and it's, it's red if it's a bad day and it's green if it's a good day. What does that do to your emotions? Mm. It, it jacks with you. And if that causes you to make a decision about your retirement, again, this is a level of complication that people didn't have years ago. Years ago, they had to actually wait for their statement, which would come two weeks after you know, the, the bad end of October this year, you know, you got it in middle of November. Well, people were panicking sometime in October before the month was even over. Mm-hmm. And you think about it, seriously, that does add a level of complexity. As John said earlier, sometimes it just needs a good case of leave it alone. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just one example of how things are a little bit more complicated than they used to be. You know, I, I we oftentimes have opportunities to work with with consultants in our industry and things of that nature. And one of the things that is incredibly frustrating about that is nobody looks at outcomes. They want to give you advice, but they don't look at outcomes. Here at GenWealth, the Ready to Retire process is focused on outcome. What is the outcome that you're looking for in your retirement? That's what we look to deliver in the GenWealth Ready to Retire process. We'll continue with the rock and roll retirement All month long on the Get Ready for the Future show right after this. Like what you hear? The Get Ready for the Future show is always just a click away. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website, GetReadyForTheFuture.com. We'll be right back. You've got questions, we've got answers. Email info at GetReadyForTheFuture.com with your name, location, and question to get a response on the air from the GenWealth team. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Is that Europe? Isn't that the name of that uh, band? Yeah. It's the final countdown. Final countdown. I, I, I think it is Europe. I think it's Europe. I know my 80s, John. Now, don't, don't question me. I'm a DJ in the 80s, too. I've, I've been listening to the 80s on 8 for like a month, two months, three months, you know, just reliving my childhood there. I don't I don't know yeah, what that's about. I don't, I don't understand why I'm doing it, but I am. You're reliving your childhood. He's reliving his early working days. He remembers them. Yes. yes. Yeah. We're talking rock and roll retirement all month long on the Get Ready for the Future show, drawing some parallels between the world of rock and roll and what they can teach us. And even though that's kind of a hard sell when you think about it, right? <laughs> what can they teach us about your finances, your retirement? And today we're talking about rock stars who've stood the test of time and they all had a good manager to keep them on track, to manage their chaos, to manage their lifestyles. And do you need to hire a financial manager, a be a financial delegator and hire a CFO while you're the CEO of your retirement? Do you need a good CFO uh, to keep you on track, to get you through, get you to and through retirement. And a good resource for you to really kind of think about that and wonder more about, do I need to hire a coach, is to get a copy of Your Retirement Should Be More. It's the new book, first ever book, authored by John and Janet. They are on the rock and roll book tour. You just finished up your <laughs> last uh, stop in El Dorado, right? Last, yeah. last Saturday? Yeah, we were uh, passing out books and signing books and saying hello to folks. It was a great time in El Dorado. I just have to say, Santa Claus came to see us. 
He came to get an autographed really? book. He yes. did. He Santa did. Santa Claus came, and yes. he actually was peering through the glass of the of the, the front glass of the store, looking at your retirement should be more in the window, and had a big smile on his face. And so we waved him on in, and we got a picture of Santa. We'll post that on on Facebook this weekend. And uh, you know, Santa's going to have more. Yeah, he's going to retire. That <laughs> yeah, is news. There's right. breaking news right there. Santa's going to retire. <laughs> I didn't know that oh. happened. Well, you know, they, I think that they have to have like uh, one of the elves grab graduate to be the next Santa. Oh, is that? Okay. okay. I, I think there's bench depth there. Okay. It's, wow. you know, it's a big world. Yeah. Wow. It's a big yeah. world. So <laughs> I don't know. I think there's still some work to be done. Maybe, you know, he could maybe go over to Amazon and kind of help him out with some delivery services. So, I told my husband, you know, you know, the reason some people don't believe in Santa is that they've never really seen him. And I'm like, it's because he dresses up like the FedEx guy now or the UPS <laughs> or the postman. Yeah. Well, look, I, I want to make this, this just un adulterated pitch for our book because if you're wondering i don't know if i want to buy that book or whatever if you are close to retirement if you are headed into retirement if you care about retirement we've got some things to say to you retirement is more than just investments and who doesn't want more yeah who doesn't want a a really robust retirement? Not just one that you just always are waiting on that statement to come in and worried about whether the market's up or down or what have you. What if you could really understand all of the dynamics of retirement? Things like, you know, you've got to be prepared for the things that you don't know about or the things that you're worried about that are just kind of in the back of your mind that you've shoved behind, you know, uh, all of the, the other things that are at the forefront. Your retirement should be more is a great primer for heading into retirement. So uh, I think one of the most important things for me, uh, for our listeners to understand about this book is that it it's more personal. It is not about... Uh, here's what you need to know about this type of investment or that type of investment. It is not a technical retirement book. It is a heart retirement book. And, yeah. and it's something that, you know, we've had, uh, it, it, first of all, it's an easy read. You can easily read it in, in a small portion of a day, uh, regardless of how slow or fast you read. It's an easy read. And, and we've had so many people comment to us about, Hey, I, I, I feel like, I understand things a little bit more now because this is something I can relate to. There are eight mores in the in the book. That each t- each chapter has a title more this or more that and I want to just touch on a couple of them. Your retirement should be more dependable. One of the things that I think most people don't want to do is to worry about whether they're going to run out of money before they run out of time. So if you haven't retired yet, consider for a moment if you had retired in early 2008 how would you feel by the end of 2008? Would you have felt like your retirement was more dependable or would you have been scared about it? There is another aspect of this that, you know, nobody really wants to talk about, but in retirement, you've got to be more prepared. Absolutely. And one of the preparations that you've got to make as a husband and wife is to prepare for at some point in time being alone. And, and that's not a fun subject to, to talk about. But it's real. It, it, but it is very real. And and I will tell you, when you have a spouse that is left with all of the money and no knowledge about how to yeah. handle that money, you've got a real problem. And so being more prepared means being both on the same page about what's going on. It doesn't mean that you both have to be deeply involved in the finances, but at least both of you need to have a functional working knowledge about what's going on and be able to engage and already have established a relationship with the advisor. Ladies, if your husband is the one that handles all the finances and they go see the financial advisor and you're home baking cookies or whatever the case may be, I will tell you, you are making a major mistake. And I don't want to stereotype in that because that goes both directions with genders. It it absolutely does. But there is the vast majority of the time there is one spouse who understands all of it and the other one who understands very little of it. Yeah. And when we meet with clients, we were talking about this earlier this week, how important it is for both spouses to be in the meeting room. And and it's it's not always the case, Chad. Sometimes the, the single spouse comes in because they are the one in charge and the other spouse just doesn't want to even know anything about it. It's absolutely important. And one of the things that you know, we talk about when we're talking about the written plan is the one of the major reasons that I see personally, the reason for that written plan is because the day is going to come when only one of those spouses is going to be able to walk through that door. Mm-hmm. 
And right. it, it, and a lot of times we know in couples opposite of tracks. Mm-hmm. So you've got one spouse that typically will handle the finances and the other one, you know, will spend the finances. We'll just call it that. Yeah. But, you know, not all the time do they both, like we were talking about earlier, all the time have a basic, a true understanding of where they're at. And so whenever you do have that spouse that is maybe lets the other one take care of it, if they have in their mind what their retirement goals are, what their plans are, and it's not on paper, then how is that spouse that is not uh, day in and day out involved in that, how are they even going to know what they have? And so that written plan to me, one of the major, not only does it give you a guide, but it gives that spouse that does not want to be interested, have a backup plan. So if they are the ones that has to walk through the office and say, what now? We've got something to go by. There's our rock and roll analogy right there. You're both rock stars. Both spouses are rock stars. There's not yeah. one more important than the other, right? You, it's a band. It's cohesive. It That's has right. to work together. The manager has to manage both of them. It's Lennon and McCartney. There you go. It's uh, uh, Jagger and Richards. Hall and Oates. Hall, well, I, don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> about they don't that. make that list. I don't know about that. I'm still stuck in the '80s. But hey, Scott, one of the things that you talk about rock stars, and you 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 think about having a manager, and why we we talked about why the rock stars need a manager. The also the thing that the manager did was allow the rock stars to be rock stars. That's right. right. And create the music because mm-hmm. that's ultimately what drove the that business. Talent. That was their talent. And so can you imagine what it what effect that would have on the music if the rock stars are trying to set up shows, mm. set up stages, do all the ins and outs on a day to day basis? Where where would there be time for the music and, and, and improvement? So I, I think that's one of the, the reasons where the uh, the money manager or an advisor or coach, or whatever you want to call it, comes into play is is taking the uh, the day in and day out worry of the plan and allowing the rock stars to be rock stars. You know, Scott talked earlier in the show about we look for people who are financial delegators, and that's really what you're talking about, Chad. People who will say, hey, let me go be a rock star in my retirement. Let me go be grandpa. I, I, have, I have a client. I was showing John a picture yesterday. I have a client who regularly sends me pictures of his granddaughter. This is his retirement plan. You know, that she is the most important thing on the planet to him and i was talking to him on the phone this week he said janet you just don't you just can't even begin to understand i mean i know you got kids but you don't have grandkids yet and you just can't even begin to understand and he's not sitting around going all right let me let me analyze these investments i've got and let me let me worry about where my income is going to come from he has delegated that to me Mm. and he's sitting around focused on that grandbaby Think about the change that can make in your mindset, in yeah. your lifestyle, in, in retirement. To find out more about the book, you can go to our website, retirementshouldbemore.com. And let me just add this. I'm going to speak for you guys. I don't often do this, but you, you didn't do it to make money off of book sales. No, no we did this. No. You did this to help folks. And quite frankly, we're giving away a lot of copies when people come into yes. meeting rooms. That's right. And, and, you know, the book is is really a our effort to try to crystallize and to consolidate about 30 plus years of experience of sitting down with folks and understanding the problems that you have as you work through retirement, understanding the challenges that you have as you try to achieve this dream of retirement. There are roadblocks along the way. There are detours along the way. Being prepared, being ready, being educated, and having a strategy are the the, uh, antidotes to those roadblocks. And the book is our effort to try to crystallize all of that so you can sit down in one afternoon, go through it, and have a really good understanding of what it takes to be a successful retiree. GetReadyForTheFuture.com is our uh, GenWealth website. You can find out more about the company. If you want to find out more specifically about your retirement should be more, the book, go to RetirementShouldBeMore.com. So we're talking about a rock and roll retirement. I think we've done a pretty good job in this segment of kind of drawing that picture, that illustration of do you want a rock and roll retirement? And a large uh, part of that retirement plan hinges on how are you going to create retirement income. And we only got about a minute left in this segment. So really, I guess we're setting up the final segment of the show. But a Morningstar study found that better planning allows for an increase in retirement income of 29%. Well, what, what, what does that mean? How, how can you increase your income? Well, it comes back to planning. And we're talking about a 
a withdrawal plan from your assets to try to create an income stream out of your life savings. So let me make sure that that we say this in a way that people uh, can understand, because that is a startling statistic. Let's mm. let's say it a different way. If you don't have a plan, this Morningstar survey and study says that you're likely to have 29% less income in retirement than you are if you do have a plan. Now, plan, no plan. More income, less income. Yeah. I think that's a pretty easy equation. You've got to have a plan and a strategy to get you to and through retirement. And I think that's what Morningstar is trying to communicate to folks is a plan really does enhance your income. So what does that income plan look like? What should it look like? That's what we do every day for clients here at GenWealth. Build retirement income plans. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Have a financial question? Want answers? Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, your location, and your question. And we'll answer your question on the air. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show from the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios. We have a little overload on Guns N' Roses here, don't we? Is that a problem? No, no. I just, uh, you know, that <laughs> bump music mania from Axl Rose and, and Slash. They're still touring, right? Didn't they, they come they to Little came, Rock? They came yeah. to Little Rock. Uh, matter of fact, we had a staff member at the concert. Yeah. I was yeah, almost there. I, I, I debated about going, but we had a staff member that I would not have ever thought would be at a Guns N' Roses concert. It, this is true. This is true. Guns N' Roses yeah, concert. We I, we're not naming that. We're not, no, na- we're not, not on the air. No, okay, we're not. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, I think it's funny though that John would talk about overload from any any group at all because yeah. when he gets on to I'm going to listen to this group or this okay, individual right. dude, like right. Eric Church, for example. <laughs> all right. I mean, wait, I'm just wait. saying. Give me a break. Give me a break. Come on. <laughs> what, is, what is it today? And what is it about it's today? It's music. You're you an easy lost, target. I'm just lost. so glad we moved on from Bieber. I am so glad. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah John in enough. the Bieber stage, it was not pretty. <laughs> Are they serious? They're serious? No, they're not no, serious. Okay. I thought they were serious. No, they're not serious. <laughs> okay. I have, uh, the only time I ever listened to Justin Bieber was when my daughter had it playing in the car. So, okay. you know, and... She was at an age to, for that to be expected. Yes. Let's move right along. Well, let me just say, I would have thought about going to <laughs> Guns N' Roses. We're in a Christmas spirit right oh, yeah. <laughs> The only way I would go see any of those bands anymore is in an outdoor setting so that the you know smoke can dissipate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, my experience with those type of concerts is uh, they, they, you, uh, you they, may not puff, but you're going to feel it. They, they're, they're, uh, they have done a pretty good job at Verizon, I will say, of, of uh, knocking down the smoke. Okay. Well, it's probably been 20 years since I've gone to one of those anyway. You Things probably have ought changed to go a little bit. Yeah. 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 Rock and roll retirement. You can see we're talking a lot about music today. Making your retirement a rock and roll retirement. What does that mean? We've talked about various uh, angles of that and hiring a good manager and the importance of that in the rock and roll world and the importance of that in your retirement. And we talked about at the tail end of the break, uh, before we took that commercial break, the, about that Morning Star study that found that better planning allows for an increase in retirement income of 29%. And John, you said it another way, plan or no plan. If you don't have the plan, there's research out there that suggests you would have 29% less income. So let's talk about what are the factors involved with that variable. Well, number one, you've got to have a an understanding of what your required income is. The required income are the things that you're going to spend for food, clothing, transportation, shelter, uh, taxes, insurance, all of those things that are necessary for you to run your household. So while we're on that topic of required income, let's talk about Social Security for just a minute, because notice that this doesn't say that just from their investments, their right. retirement income would be more. It's overall retirement income, an increase of 29%. That includes Social Security. Security. Mm-hmm. And we've talked on the show countless times about there are 86 different claiming strategies for Social Security, and that can have a significant impact on your retirement income. So if you're not using the one that's in your best interest, you know, what difference is it making to you monetarily? And part of the general's ready to retire process is analyzing your Social Security in light of 
all of your other assets. Right. Notice I didn't just say analyzing your Social Security That's right. and how you ought to take it. It has to be done against the backdrop of all the other assets that you have to create income because there are a lot of factors that go into that. And one of those is how much money you have in your IRAs, 401k plans, things of that nature that you could be able to sustain living on while you are deferring Social Security. If you have a lot, you might be able to defer. It might be in your best interest. If not, then you may need to take Social Security early. It really is one of those things that bears analysis before you make a decision. And when you're in that uh, zone, in that Social Security eligibility zone, you know, a lot of people know that if you take it early at 62, it's a reduced benefit. If you take it at your full retirement age, whether that's 66 and 10 months or 67, that it's a certain amount. And if you wait until 70, it's the most it's going to be. But one of the things I think people don't realize, Janet, is that it actually changes on a month-to-month basis. Yeah. So it can make a big difference. If you're 65 and you say, I'm ready to get out, but if you hold on six more months, it's going to make a difference. Yeah, we, we were actually in an appointment earlier this week where we were looking at somebody's Social Security statement, helped them get it online. They hadn't had one in a few years, so we went through that process with them and, and looking at the difference between age 62 and their full retirement at 67 was a, a significant difference. And the, the pre-retiree said, well, I mean, I just I just figure I'm going to have to take it at 62 because, I mean, I, I know that 67 number looks better, but there's no way I can wait that long. And the thought was that yeah. because the statement says mm-hmm. age 62, age 67, age 70, that those are the choices. And we went, oh, hang on, wait a minute. Actually, any month along the way it's going to increase a little bit each month. And so we began to talk about what that could look like. And and realistically, this person is probably going to take it sometime in between 62 and 67. We'll figure it out as we get a little bit closer. But just to have that knowledge that there are way more options. And, and by the way, that doesn't even play into all of the strategies. Um, this person happens to also be divorced. So there's a divorce spouse option that we also need to consider. Scott, let's take a little bit different angle on this. You and I, a couple of years ago, uh, went to Robinson Theater and saw Don Henley. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Don is obviously a member of the Eagles, uh, bumping 70, 71 years old, still out there touring, doing his thing. And one of the things that you have to ask sometimes as you think about retirement is a question that you have to ask about Don Henley. When is enough enough? Mm. You know, the Eagles have been incredibly successful. Don Henley is probably, I don't know, richer than Warren Buffett, probably, uh, simply because he's he's written a ton of songs with Glenn Fry, and, you know, they get royalties from that on an ongoing basis. But when is enough enough? We see oftentimes see people just never being content with saying, I've got enough to retire. They don't know whether they have enough to retire because they haven't come in and ask Mm -hmm. and and had an analysis done. Part of that is Social Security. Part of that is where your assets are. Part of that is creating a, a dynamic retirement income strategy that looks at the sources and the sequencing of where you take that income and when you take that income. Well, let's talk about that too. You talked about required income and and setting that, as we call it, the foundation of your retirement income plan. When we identify what that number needs to be, we're going to look at the other side of the scale. Do you have enough guaranteed income coming in, Chad, to match that up? Because if you don't, you've got a gap, and it's never okay that those expenses are more than the guaranteed income coming in on a monthly basis. Absolutely. I mean, and that's where we get into the time segments and this market volatility that can cause some pressure. But if you've got that guaranteed income in place, then that market fluctuation, you're not affected because your guaranteed income is coming in on a, on a monthly basis. And that's the first step in building that, as you mentioned, I like that word, dynamic withdrawal or retirement income plan is making sure that your existence is going to happen regardless of what happens in the market. Absolutely. And Don, if you're out there listening, uh, I I bet we could probably work something out to be sure that you don't have to be on the road when you're 75 or 80. But doesn't that depend on what his required income is? Well, it may. It may. They have a pretty good sized number there. They they have needs. You know, those rock stars have needs. You know, the other thing, though, that we're not talking about and kind of, you know, poking fun at Don Henley on this 
is whether or not he's just doing it because he wants to. Yeah, that's true. We've talked about that with a lot of pre-retirees, that if you want to work, I mean, I've had people sit across the table from me and go, you know, I mean, in all seriousness, I'm not not real sure that I believe in retirement. Like for me, I mean, it's Mm -hmm. okay for other people, but it's not okay for me. And so what we have to prepare for then is what if your health makes a different decision mm-hmm. than than your heart would i know you really want to keep working but let's plan for the just in case just knowing don henley's disposition i'm sure he's out on the road because nobody wants to sit around and listen to him uh, in retirement <laughs> not not his music but his yeah. uh his diatribes about you know the world and what happened well <laughs> i think I, the night I, the, I remember about that night is he was on stage for like two hours oh yeah so i think he was enjoying it because yeah he, he didn't he, have to give his fans two hours they still would have paid the ticket but absolutely it was a good show yeah so that is part of the equation too once you get that retire required income set, then it's on to the desired income. And that's where we use in the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process a bucketing strategy, a time segmented bucketing strategy. Remember earlier in the show when I talked about the account value right now and, and I tell clients that did you really lose money if it's just on paper right now because mm-hmm. you're not selling shares? But when you are in retirement and you're using your assets, your investments as income, you are going to be selling shares. And that's when that time segmented bucketing strategy can be so important. We believe that you should not be forced to sell something at the wrong time. And when the markets are volatile, selling something, I think, is a wrong time. If you bought it at one price and it's now a lower price, you probably don't want to sell it. That's why we do a bucketing strategy or a time-segmented strategy because there's always a pool of money there, Janet, that you can create an income stream from so you don't have to sell those shares when the market's doing what it's doing right now. You know, so many times uh, people's retirement, quote-unquote, plans and their products are just this mix of investment. Investments that don't take into account the impact of volatility when you're taking income. That's exactly why we segment those assets to prepare for income. And we believe volatility really is here to stay for a very long time. And so you've got to be prepared for it. And, and when you think about what we have on this show called the perfect storm, a rise in interest rates and an end to, to a bull market, I don't know if this is the end of the bull market. I don't know if the bull market's got another year or two to, to go. Indications are that, that it's still got some life left in it, even though we've been through a couple of downturns in 2018. I believe that you've got to be prepared for ultimately when we roll into a recession and interest rates continue to rise. That is the the big issue that you've got to look at as far as your retirement is concerned. How do you backstop that and how do you continue to have good income during that time? So if you'd like to find out more about the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, here's, here's the next step. Pick up the phone and call us. It's that simple. 501-653-7355. Now, obviously, it's a Saturday, so you'll have to leave a voicemail if you call us today or wait till Monday and call. We'll, we'll get back in touch with you either way. Set up a complimentary first appointment. Cost you nothing to sit down and have an analysis done to just take a, a few minutes of your time, a couple of hours of your day to talk a little bit about your goals and what you need. 501-653-7355 or reach out info at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. Well, that's it for this week's show. The Rock and Roll Retirement moves on next week. Hope you'll join us. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. 